0: Welcome to the Centerpoint Pentecostal Church podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message.
1: Amen. And I know it ain't a doubt in my mind that I have a word for us this morning, and I'm going to preach it as I feel it, and I feel like God's going to use it for his kingdom and his glory. We're just going to have some church in this place today. Amen. Revival in a dry and thirsty land. That's what we need. Revival in a hurting land. Everywhere you turn, there are hurting people. Everywhere we turn, there are people that are hurting. And the only hope they have, sister, Daniel, is what you sung. It's in Jesus. He's our only hope. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 15, I'm going to read one scripture and I'm going to let you be seated. And he said unto them, but who say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, I am the Christ, the son of the living God. And I say also unto thee, that that thou art Peter and upon a rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When the word was written, nothing's changed since. Nothing that is formed against the church will prosper. Come on, somebody. Nothing formed against you and I will not prosper. This morning, with the help of the Lord, I want to preach a rock in a hard place. A rock in a hard place. Father, we thank you, Lord, for what we already... Hour of the Holy Ghost. But God, I just want you to anoint this vessel. Speak through me, Lord. Use me, Lord, for your kingdom today and your glory. And I will forever give you the praise. Amen. And you may be seated. Jesus was telling his disciples, I know what others think about me. I know what others say that who I am. But who do you say I am? That you are the Christ, the Son, the living God. He says, be the flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. But the Holy Ghost, God Almighty, revealed that to you. Oh powerful God. From the beginning of creation until we leave this earth through rapture, or death. He's always going to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Have you ever heard the the saying, man, they got themselves between a rock and a hard spot? (laughs) That's an old saying. How many times I lived that life? I was always between a rock and a hard spot. Even in today's world, 59 years old, I find myself, Brother Jeffrey, between a rock and a hard spot, place. But if you're living in this world, guess what? It's going to happen. We're going to find ourselves between a rock and a hard spot. Life itself, life in general, the pressures of life, come on somebody, the pressures of a, of a, of a marriage, the pressures of a Family, the pressures of a job, the pressures like Brother T. Paul preached last Sunday, what an amazing message he preached on pressure. But we all gonna find ourselves between a rock and a hard place. In the world that we are living, there are so many people that are drawn of problems and situations and deceptions. Everywhere we look, people committing suicide, Brother Jeffrey, because of pressure. and Because they're finding themselves between a rock and a hard place. They feel like there's no hope to fight anymore. There's just, I've done everything I can do in my power and nothing is changing and it's still the same. That's because the majority of the world don't have what we have hope in Jesus Christ because by experience that we have that hope today but many find themselves in that position find themselves in a place where man if I could just only get out of here but I'm thankful today today. I'm very thankful today that I have a rock in a hard place I have a shelter from all the storms and all the trials of my life. And that rock is Jesus Christ. Amen. He said, I will, build a, uh, I will build a church upon a rock. And that church was built upon Jesus, upon the word of God. It's going to forever and ever stand. If there's any time that we, as the church, need to rebuild our homes on the greatest foundation on earth, and that's the word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass, but this beautiful word will last forever and ever and ever. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus is not only the rock of my life, but he's also the rock of my salvation. Who shall we fear? He is my rock. He is my foundation. He's everything I need on this side of heaven. Praise God. The world couldn't do nothing for me. Family couldn't do nothing for me. They couldn't help me. They couldn't do nothing for me. But the rock of my salvation walked in my life many years ago and pulled me out of that miry clay. Praise the Lord. Filled this old vessel with the power of the Holy Ghost. Changed not only my heart, but he changed my mind and soul. He changed my direction. He changed the way I was heading. He gave me life today and it more abundantly, praise God. God is great, he's the rock of my salvation. Praise the Lord. But in the world we live in, they don't have the hope that we have. There is no solid grounds in this world if you didn't realize that yet. There's no place for safety that is established for our feet not to slip. There are only unstable and unsured grounds that we are living on today in this world. The changing around us is increasing so fast. It's just, it's just a mind-blowing thing how things are changing just so instantly and so fast. I can remember 10 years ago, 20 years ago when we knew what sin was. Sin ain't even sin no more. Mm-mm. It's not anymore. I can remember years ago, 20, 30 years ago when we first got in church, we thought missing church was a sin. <laughs> we thought when we didn't pay our tithes was a sin. Come on, we thought when we gossiped about somebody, we were sinning. We, we thought if we missed church, that one service, that Jesus would come back and the rapture would take place and we would be lost for eternity. How many of you used to believe that? Come on somebody, when church was the most important thing in our life, Jesus Christ was the center of our life. (laughs) Oh, it's quiet in here this morning, but people are dying in deception. They're drowning in that stuff. In the aura. But sin is no longer sin. We're living in hard times. We're living in perilous times. And our times are just going to get worse. It's not going to get any better. That's why I say today, I'm not trying to be, be negative about anything, but there's, if there's any, any time in our life that we need to put our feet on a rock, is the hours that we're living. This world never loved you, never will love you, never have, and never will have anything for you. The greatest thing that you can ever receive in life is Jesus Christ and the church of the living God. How many are truly thankful for the church? Come on, how many are truly thankful for the church? The church is still the church, no matter what we think, no matter what the world thinks, doesn't matter what my family thinks, the church is still the best thing on this side of heaven. Sister Gal, I thought I would have got an amen from you. Come on, we've been fighting. Oh, I'm sorry, Sister Gal. I- well, let me just put it like this. I thought I got a whole lot more amens. And when we're sick, we can call on the church and the church is going to pray and the church is going to believe God for a miracle in our life. When we're going through problems, we can call on the church. Come on, the church is going to answer to God for the needs of our life. The church is still the best thing. It's still the best thing. I'm still excited after 30 something years to get to the house of God. Come on, I'm, I'm still excited. Amen, I still have high expectations every time I walk in this church to see something like happen this morning with someone find themselves in the presence of God and they're not ashamed, they have no pride and they walk up to the front and say, hey, I need something from God. The church is still the best thing. When someone can now acknowledge, hey, I can't fight this on my own. I'm fighting a losing battle. I need the church, but more than the church, I need Jesus. I need the power. I need the anointing to walk in it. The church. The church is still the church. And it's gonna always be the church. That's what I love about Pentecostal religion. We have so much to offer to a world that has nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm Holy Ghost proud to know, oh my God, I'm a Holy Ghost proud to be a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy life. It still puts, a, oh my God, it still puts a dance in me. I wish you were to give. I wish this church would wake up and rise up in the hour and say, Devil, I'm tired of you messing with my family. Devil, I'm tired of you messing with my finances. Devil, I'm tired. Oh. I'm tired of you messing with my health. I'm tired of you messing with my mind. Come on, somebody need to rise. You We got a mic now, it's very dangerous in here. But I wouldn't have been able to last real long right there, I promise you that. We need a move of God. We're living in a dry and thirsty land. The church is struggling. People are being beat up by the enemy. What the church needs, then we need to rise up. And tell the devil, devil, you're not going to destroy me. And you're not going to destroy my loved ones. And you're not going to destroy my church family. You're not going to destroy my pastor. You're not going to destroy the ones I love. I'm going to rise up this morning. I'm going to praise him for everything that he's doing. And everything that he wants to do in my life, in my family, in my church, in my finance, in my home. Come on, my home. we're not just another church we are the church that Jesus told Peter upon a rock I will build that church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it hallelujah hallelujah you let me tell you something they, I never fought hell like I fought hell and hell not a curse word hell is real as heaven is real hell is real but i ain't never fought hell like i fought hell in this last past month and i'm here today to to give the devil a notice devil i am fed up come on devil i am fed up I'm tired of you messing with my ministry, their ministry, my family, their family, my job, their job. I'm tired of me- you messing with the things that I love. And, but today, I'm going back to the enemy's camp and I'm going to tell the devil. I'm going to give him a notice. I'm going to say, devil, no, no, baby, not today. I'm getting back my joy living for Jesus. I'm going to get back my peace living for Jesus. I'm Oh, my God. Just because everything around us is changing, that don't mean the church has to change. Come on, the church has to stay the church because we're the hope to the dying world we live in. Hey, let me tell you something. In the North American church, even in the apostolic movement, we already got enough quiet churches. Come on, we already got enough churches that don't want to move when the presence of the Lord is moving. But if we're going to ever get something for Jesus or from Jesus, we got to move when the Holy Ghost is moving. I'm not defeated, I'm not about to throw in a tower. Come on, I believe greater things are yet to come in my ministry. I believe great things are yet to come in this church. But I'm telling you, if I feel, my God, if I feel the heat of hell in my life, you cannot stand right here and say, Brother I I don't feel it. If you're living right, you're feeling the same thing that I'm feeling because only because we are living in the last days. let me tell you something. The longer you listen to the devil, the more convincing he is. But You know, I don't feel good today, so I'm going to miss church. Guess what? Next Sunday, the next Sunday, the next Sunday, and the next Sunday, and the next Sunday, Sunday, you're not going to feel good. Because he don't want you in the house of God. So believe me, when you tell the, when you say in your mind, in your heart, I don't want to go to church because I don't feel good, the devil hears you. So guess what? Next week,
2: this morning when I woke up I was feeling so sick like I needed to throw up and it just wouldn't go away and I, I struggled this morning I, should I go to church should I not I feel I feel so sick and and I just I said I have to go and I'm telling you the Lord into my prayers this morning so if you're feeling sick come anyway
1: come on the church is going to always be the church. Don't neglect the most important place in your life. Ha <laughs> ha! You let me tell you. Let me go a little further. Okay, you know what? Sister Madison, if you're feeling bad, okay, on a Sunday morning, my advice to your dad and your mom, this is my advice to y'all. Let mom and dad stay home with you, but somebody bring these kids to church. Whoa, it don't do no good for the whole family, the whole family to miss because one person in the household is sick, Oh, why? Our kids need church. Yes, they need church. But as time goes on, they're going to need church more than anything in this world. They're going to need to know that Jesus is real. So when we stay home sick and we keep the whole family, you know what we telling our family? That God is not powerful enough to heal us. Ooh, I don't know where I'm I don't know I, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm heading, but we're just gonna let God lead us. Hey Sister Melissa, God's gonna out of this. You talk, oh, Brother Beard, I can't praise God because I'm reserved. I'm quiet. There ain't nobody quieter than Sister Melissa Landry, but God is moving her out of her comfort zone and moving her into the oh my God, into the supernatural, where God can prove through this church that he can pull anybody out, he can change anybody, he can set anybody. But the world is changing so drastically, so fast. But we can't let that spirit enter into our church. A pastor on a heavy burden. That <laughs> Uh, I love the pastor, it's my calling. And I told someone this morning, if I ran away from this calling this morning, I would be like Jonah, I would run for the rest of my life. So I'm gonna fight the good fight of faith, no matter how heavy my cross gets. I'm gonna move, not according to your words, but I'm gonna move according to his words come on the, the bible still works come on church we're living in that world today you and i are acquainted with the world that every day we rub shoulders with them and they complain about everything in life this is going wrong that's going wrong we don't have this and we don't have that but the church can't say that we can say how oh, i got a church Come on, I got a pastor that loves me. I got a church that I can go to. And the Holy Ghost is so strong. I can make my way to the front of the church and lay all my heavy burdens down. (laughs) You listen to me. I, I was so mad at the devil, Sister Sarah, this week. I was so mad. I wish we would get this attitude when Satan begins to throw all kinds of things against us. You know, I had enough. You know, when a person got enough, it just got enough. You know, you could be pushed so far, and, and someone pushes, there you go, balloon pop. But I was pushed so hard, and it's like I wish I could have went to hell, brother Vernon. I wish I could have went into the depths of hell and grabbed the devil by his throat and give him a back eye. But I knew it was impossible. I said, "How can I get him, God? How can I put a whipping on him?" Can I testify? You can testify.
3: I just, I just wanted to say I don't like talking in front of people. But uh, when I came in here the first Sunday and y'all prayed for me, I planned on taking my life when I wow. when I walked in this church. Ooh. I've, I've, i uh, I told Brother Francois to pray with me, All right. and I struggle with it. And uh, I've took every pill in my house before, and just trying to. And I, I'm not going to lie to you and say I don't struggle with it now, but I've, I got relief that day. And that is, I just uh, want to say that if I can get through things that I've been through, anybody, God can deliver anybody.
1: And the reason why hell fights you so hard because he knows that he knows the potential that you have to put his kingdom in his place. And I tell you as a pastor, don't look back, look forward. Get to where you need to be, back with God. Surrender your everything and you will be the most happiest person on earth. Oh church, You can you feel what I feel? oh no can you really feel what i feel in this church come on there's truly a true spirit of revival that's rising up this morning somebody's gonna get the holy ghost in this place this morning somebody going to be delivered from drugs and alcohol hallelujah somebody is going to be set free from the enemy praise the lord how I was so mad. I was pushed, Brother Wally, as far as I can go. Hey, ain't it good to have Brother and Sister Wally part of Centerpoint Point Pentecostal Church? Him and Sister Melissa, we love y'all. God bless you. We love them. We love them. Hey, their son, Zach, will be preaching for us on the 21st. And Brother Zach, if you're listening to me live, I'm, real, I'm trying, I'm going to reel you in. I need you over here. But anyhow, <laughs> I love Brother Zach, got a great spirit. But I was pushed. And the only way I can truly give the devil a black eye, that I knew how. Every person I ever came account, every person I came face to face with, I witnessed them. Everybody. I made the devil so mad. I got in the yard of a husband and wife that's having marital problems. And Sister Melissa, me, him, her, join a circle with their little boy, and we begin to pray, and I begin to pray for their marriage, I begin to pray for their family, and I begin to pray that God would touch their lives and bless their home and bless everything about them, and the next thing you know, mom is crying, tears are flowing down her shirt, and look, she leans on her husband and cries on his shoulder, and I'm telling you, that's how you give the devil a black eye. That's how you let the devil know. Devil, you're a liar. Hey, you think you got me down? I'm not down. I may get knocked down, but I refuse to get knocked up. I mean, knocked out. I'm rising up higher this morning than i ever been. I'm going to, oh, my God, I want an anointing on me that I never had before. I want God's approval on my life, in my life, and through my life. Praise the Lord. And it don't stop. It don't stop. So I, I gave him one black eye. I said, but Satan, you deserve two. So I walked into somebody else's life God allowed me to and I began to witness to this young lady the, name, the same thing tears began to flow down her face and you know what God is telling me right here sister Melissa, God is telling me this that they don't have the hope the church has they're broken church, the undone the lies, a wreck and the only hope sister Melissa they have is the church of the living God come on somebody and that's how we give the enemy his. That's how we put him back in this place. But it don't stop there. And the next thing you know, I'm at somebody else's house. And I'm preaching this gospel. And I'm telling them, give him my testimony. And I'm telling you, man, there's a life better than you are living. And God is, God is moving. God is moving. God is moving. And that's what God wants to do. God don't only want to move in our church. But God wants to move in our surroundings. He wants to move in that barber shop. In that beautician shop. He wants to move on your co-workers, He wants to move on your little baby. He wants to move on our families He wants to move on our bosses He wants to move in our communities He wants to move in our neighborhood He wants to move, oh my God He just wants to move Who would allow him just to move Just because the world is changing That don't mean the church has to change Let me show you something Sister Jan, let me pick at you this little lady right here, this little small statue woman right here, I witnessed to this kid for 17, 18 years. It would go through this here and come out that here, and she would walk away like nothing was wrong. Oh, what hitting home? Do you know the word never comes back void? Hey, listen to me, y'all. I'm not confused of who I am. I believe in this one God, one faith, one baptism. You ain't gonna see this man going search here and search there and search everywhere, everywhere. I done found and I know what I found is the greatest thing. That's why Jesus says, taste and see that the Lord is good. So anyhow, she ran, 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 ran. I could never get through her mind. But one day, God sits her and puts her in the hands of this wonderful man, Brother Roger George. They bought a truck from me about three and a half years ago. I said, before you leave, let's pray together. I was praying that the truck would break down because I sold good trucks. (laughs) I was praying that God would bless this family. And then all of a sudden, Brother Roger steps up and he says, you know who I am? I said, I have no clue. I don't know who you are. He tells me who he is. He tells me, Brother Beard, I'm a backslider. Been out of the church for many years. So I prayed for him even harder, that God would one day stir him up. This young lady one Wednesday walks in the back of this church, sits right there where Brother Rodney and Sister Shirley is sitting right now. And I noticed she was there on a Wednesday night. And I said, huh, that looks like Jan. I said, "Is Jan. So I walked back there. I said, hey, what are you doing here? She says, Brother Beard, for five weeks, God's been telling me to get to this church. Five weeks. I was on my way to my church, but God kept on wanting to turn me around. I need to go to Brother Beard's church. I need to go to Brother Carl's church. I need, it's not, but anyhow, let me just fix that. It ain't Brother Carl's church. It's God's church. But anyhow. But she makes her way here. Brother Roger started coming. He said, I'm not going to the church that you go to because it ain't how I was raised. I was raised in truth, and nothing else is going to work. You can go to your church, but I'm not going to your church. if If I'm going to get in church, I'm going to go where I know to go. So what he does, he comes over here. He said he was so jealous, Brother Kelvin. He was so jealous of us. He said he was sitting on this pew, and he said he would grab the pew, and he would shake because he seen everybody worshiping, praising God, but he knew he couldn't. Boy, ain't the devil a liar. I said, ain't the devil a liar. You can worship God at any place, at any time. When you won't, oh, <laughs> so he starts coming to church, brother Rodney. And the Lord told me to baptize him and his wife, him and his wife would be baptized, he would get restored. So I'm up there and I'm preaching, man. And I'm preaching, I end my message, and I'm up here. If y'all remember that, I kept on doing this. He wasn't moving. I said, God, you said you was going to fill him with the Holy Ghost. It ain't going to be a, a choral thing. It's going to be a God thing. Come on, that's what it has to be in the hours that we live. It's got to be a God thing. It can't be a man's thing. Man's things is going to fail us. It's going to let us down. It's going to discourage us. Oh, my God. But God, a God thing whoo, is going to carry us through many things. So anyhow, Brother Jeffrey, this man, I looked back there. I said, God, something happened. I said, okay, here it is. I went back there. can't believe he came and got me out of the pew. Come, I'm, you're finna give me a testimony. And this is where it winds up. I
3: was sitting on a bench. I want a whole testimony. All right, from the start. <laughs> from the start. Over here, I said, well, go over there. One Sunday, I'll go with you. Well, I was drunk when I said that. Drunk, drunk. Well, I was working on a job, and it was like a Saturday. I said, look, I'm getting off today. I'll be coming home. Good, you can go to church with me. I'm like, ooh, why did I tell her I was going to go over there? Well, I told her I would go and I did. I came over here Sunday and I liked it. I sit on that bench back there, about four from the back, and I'm like, man, I'm looking at everybody. I'm like, I am so jealous. I used to be here at one time, but I could not get out of I could not make myself make that first step out. And I prayed for it. I prayed every time I come. So one Sunday turned into two Sundays, two Sundays turned into five Sundays. On that fifth Sunday, I was sitting back here and God and I had to use the bathroom so bad God said, if you're gonna go, you better go now. Because you're not gonna get another chance. And I kept that kept going through my mind and I'm like, man. So I did. I got up and I went. And I come back and then they done the altar call. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, God, please just help me get out of the just help me step out. And I prayed and prayed and prayed, and I was praying pretty hard. And all of a sudden I seen Brother Carl walking. And he's looking at me like this. I said, oh, I said, there, right there. Here we go, right here. And when he walked back there and asked me if I wanted to go pray, I told him yes. And when I hit my knees, God come up on me and it was, it was almost, it was a miracle because i never thought I would be here standing in front of a crowd in a church, but it was. And I want to give thanks to this man, my wife and God for what he's done for me, because it is a miracle. Best feeling in the world, I'm telling you by far. I, I went to the doctor, I went to the doctor probably two years ago. The doctor said that I had roast of the liver, and I would sit there, and I would drink, and I would, I would tell her, i say, that's all I ever wanted to do was go back to church, but I couldn't pull myself to do it, and I kept on and kept on, and I knew I was dying. I was killing myself. My side hurts so bad I couldn't hardly stand it. I would go to bed. I would live in fear every day just knowing that, that if my life is taken, I know where I'm going. I'm going straight to hell. I mean, there's no ifs, and buts about it. That's where I'm going. And I lived in fear every single day. And that day that I come to church, when I received the Holy Ghost, Brother Carl asked me, he said, you want to get baptized? I said, let's go right now. And we went up there, and when Brother Carl Francois put me under that water and I came up, my side never hurt again. Period. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone.
1: So, oh, How many more stories do we need to know that he's still the true one living king? When he turned around and told me, Brother Jeffrey, he says, I don't have any more pain in my side. And I looked up to heaven and I said, God, you done did it again. You done healed cirrhosis of the liver. And I believe when you go to the doctor, it's gonna be clear and clean. Praise the Lord, because God never does anything halfway. So I got—I I still got five more minutes. I know—I know, I know you, some of you won't give me an extra five. So let me hurry up and go. The world, the church, don't change. The church is gonna always be the same. We can't change for mama. We can't change for daddy. We can't even change for husband or wife. We can't change for children. You ought to thank God you got a pastor that loves you enough to preach the truth to you. Come on, you ought to thank God that you have a church and a watchman on the wall that's watching for you and your children. You ought to thank God you have somebody that loves you enough to speak the truth in your life and speak the truth in your baby's lives. Brother Francois, I, I believe I'm too far to water it down now. We are too close to the coming of the Lord. At any time, if there's any time we need to preach it like he said it to preach it. My little girl right here, she's my testimony. Last Wednesday, this past Wednesday, Holy Ghost moved on her. God sends me right here to speak a word in her. And this is the word God told me to give to Sister Tara. Sister Tara, I'm proud of you. I am so proud of you, where you are right now. God has done great things in your life. But I believe there's just so much more that God wants to do in your life and through your life. And she didn't take that as a reproach. She took it as what God wanted her to hear. But I want her to give me a testimony this morning. Can you talk? Yes, you can. Let's go.
2: That took me by surprise. (laughs) going to say this. I was headed to church last year, I guess it was in September, Brother Beard. And God had told me, you just need to get baptized. And it would go away. And I was like, I need a sign, God, I need a sign. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I need a sign. Because as a child, you know, it wasn't really kind of like given a choice. When I was younger, when you grew up, it was like, you got the holy ghost got baptized when everybody got baptized you know so anyways i walk in church that sunday like five minutes late and the baptistry water's running i was like okay there's a sign but i need another sign god i need another sign make it a little bit more clearer and sister Beard come got me and brought me sign, and brother beard was waiting on me and brother beard said god's had a word for me all day and he told me that he would take care of everything that was in your heart if you would just get. And I looked at him, I said, baptize. And he just looked at me and his mouth dropped and he said, yes. So we had both felt it in our spirit. And I'm here to say that I prayed and I cried at the altar. But everything that I have felt, bitterness, that root had grew so, so deep in my heart but all that went away when I went down in that water. And it was nothing but God, and I, yes, I have struggled, but that's what the devil wants you to do. And I know that I'm living, I'm living a good, because I do have that struggle, because if I didn't, then I must not be doing nothing right. You know, so I thank God for it, and I thank God for my pastor and my wonderful family and church family.
1: Hey, let me tell you something. When I begin to point at this one's sin or that one's sins or those, their weaknesses and what they ain't doing what they should be doing, you know, the Lord brings back to my memory, praise the Lord. You ain't no better. There are bigger sins than that. There are bigger sins than yours. There are bigger sins than mine underneath the blood. But the awesome part about it is when God puts his under the blood, it is covered by the blood. That means this, it will never be reminded or remembered by God himself. So what is forgiven is forgotten. Somebody needs to ride way up and beyond your failures this morning your let down and say god i'm ready to take up my cross and try one more time Amen. i get knocked down a lot of times, but i refuse to stay knocked down but jeff i'm gonna let you end this with a testimony and actually you're just in the service okay Didn't this guy preach to us Wednesday night? You let me tell you something. I told him he can continue to preach for us as long as he wants to. But if he keeps making a pastor to the altar, well, we're cutting him off.
0: I leaned over and told Brother Francois, sometimes you don't find the rock until you're in the hard place. Where to even begin, I don't know. But I will tell you this. I've been where everybody has just testified about. and I've been there more times than I wanted to be. I've been driven to the place of suicide, had the 12-gauge Remington pump loaded, ready to go. But Jesus Christ, the rock, When I hit the hard place, I found the rock. And while I'm not bragging or boasting of my hard places, I am thankful for them because now I know the strength of that rock. So I don't think it's coincidence Jesus told Peter upon this rock I'm gonna build my church. That's the rock that you found, you found, I found, every one of us found. And I want to tell somebody in this house right now, don't despise your hard place, just start looking for the rock. I want to say that again, don't despise your hard place, just start looking for the rock. Start looking at what you can to lean on. Maybe it's a brother, maybe it's a sister in the church, maybe it's reaching out to your pastor, maybe it's just getting out from where you are dance until the victory comes or praying until deliverance comes but whatever it is tonight don't let your heart place brother E.B. don't let your heart place steal your joy and your victory. look for the rock I know the rock's in here somewhere I know he's here I know he's holding up me and my come on somebody I know he's holding up me and my family I know he's holding us up I know he's helping us Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.